You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley, recapping another uh, pretty quiet loss for uh, for your Detroit baseball Tigers. Um, yeah, in a, in a night in which the, the offense was pretty much completely dominated uh, by the by the pitching performance of Shohei Otani. Um, and Rossell Iglesias, to his credit, um, very a, a, a pro pitching matchup. If you uh, if, if you liked pitching, this was your game for sure. But uh, Tigers would fall, dropping the first two now of this series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, so three to one, Tigers drop this one. Uh, yeah, we're back. We're gonna talk about it. We'll talk about everything. Everything and anything and everything in between. That barely made sense. Uh, <laughs> Tigers. So, thanks for tuning in. Today is Thursday, August 19th, 2021. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Before we go any further, got to let everybody know about the Lockdown MLB podcast. and Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully. Every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at both majors, past and present. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. So subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's start with, uh, I guess we can start with the offense because like nothing happened. Um, just not a very good, not a very pro-offensive night here at Comerica. I was at this game uh, as well. Down in, uh, in in left field, trying to trying to witness history. Miguel Cabrera faked us out a couple of times, but is still stuck at 499. So let's just go through the lineup here. Robbie Grossman, 0 for scope, one for four. Uh, had a had a nice little knock in the first inning, but did strike out two times. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me too terribly much if uh, Scope got a day off here. Maybe even when you're listening to this today. Uh, it's a day game Thursday. We're about to travel to Toronto. Not that he's been horrible or anything. I mean, he had, he had a hit today, a couple of hits yesterday, whatever. But um, just looks kind of slow-ish. Has a, had a couple of rough plays in the field. Um, don't Like I said, don't have an off day until uh, for, for a minute still. So, I don't know. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't completely shock me if he got an off day. Again, not that he looks bad or anything. He's still Jonathan Scope. He's still fine. We, we know we're paying him, and we extended him, and that's great. Um, but just, you know, wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't shock me, and I, I think it might be needed at this point. Um, Miguel Cabrera, we'll get to him later. He ended up, he would go one for four, but uh, we'll, we'll get into him and more in depth at the end of the segment. Jamer Candelario, 0 for Hailed Castro with a hit. Renato Nunez with a hit. Willie Castro with a bomb. Big boy homer. Willie Castro. Uh, nice to see. Nice to see. Um, the only offense of the night, which is, you know, <laughs> not, certainly not how we drew it up. Uh, but, I mean, one for three with a homer. Sure, why not, man? He seems to... 
seems to be a, a thing, and maybe this is going to sound stupid because this is probably true for a lot of hitters, but like if you get two strikes on him, it's over. Like that's just what it feels like. It just feels like if you get him in a two strike count, like it's just over. Like he's going to chase at whatever the next pitch is. Just don't throw it anywhere near the strikes. And you can throw a fastball at his eyes or a curveball that bounces on home plate. He's hacking at both. Okay. Uh, but it, like I said, did hit a homer tonight. His season splits 216, 271, 356 with a 627. OPS on the year. Uh, the 271 OBP is brutal, man. That's tough. And, like, I know that comes with having a 216 average partially, but also comes with not drawing walks ever. And, like, a, a sub 400 slugging. Like, this is just not, this is just, like, not a good thing. <laughs> he looked fine and left today, I guess. Uh, I don't really remember a ball being hit to him, to be completely honest with you. And I was sitting in left field. He might have had... Oh, no, he had one. Oh, did he? I don't know. Regardless, Willie Castro was... Any time Willie Castro is like, hey, all of our offense is going to come through Willie Castro today, probably not going to be a fantastic day at the office. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Grayson Griner, Ofer. Uh, some interesting stuff with the catcher position that we will talk about uh, in segment three. And then Victor Reyes with another another hit. Another another day, another Victor Reyes hit. The batting average is up to 211. 589 OPS, by the way. A 236 on base percentage, dog. That is unbelievably horrible. Unbelievable. All right. Um, so the offense wrapping up, I mean, they got dominated. Abs- Shohei Otani absolutely dominated them. We'll talk about them later on in the show, too. Or him later on in the show, Rather, uh, the Miguel Cabrera, the only other story of this offense, um, juked us out twice, man. Hit, hit us with two pump fakes this game. Uh, he had one early in the game where he hit a fly ball to, uh, to right field and it just barely hooked foul, but had the distance and everybody thought that one was a homer. And then the big one was in the bottom of the ninth with, with one out, I want to say. I don't think it was the last out of the game. I already don't remember. I got home like 30 minutes ago, and I already don't remember. Regardless, it was in the bottom of the ninth, and he hit a home run to the warning track. Like Joe Adele's back touches the wall. Like he puts his hand back to feel the wall. Literally to the warning track, um, and it ends up being a flyout. And I haven't seen it on film yet, but uh, I've heard from people that the cameraman made it look like it was a homer too. And everybody in the stadium, everybody in the stadium was freaking out. And uh, and then it fell just short. About 10, 5, 10 feet short. Literally just missed it. Um, not, not, man. <laughs> so disheartening. We were all sitting there like, man, we're already getting dominated. <laughs> And then the the one thing that could kind of make everyone forget about being absolutely shown up would be uh, would would be Miguel Cabrera hitting a five hundo, and he falls just short. Just a little teaser there. So uh, not 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 ideal, not ideal. 
But, I mean, he's, he seems to still be having fun and, and keeping it loose and stuff. It's got to be a ton of pressure, man. So, um, I'm like, he's still having fun messing with Shohei at first base and stuff. I, I just love that, man. So, so I'm glad that, at a minimum, he's, he's keeping it light and, and still being Miggy, even, even through all this. And I'm, I hope that he's not, you know, super stressed out about all of it because that would make me sad. Um, it's got to be a lot of pressure, but he did get a hit. So one step closer to 3000 as well. He's within 50. Um, I want to say he's in the mid forties left to go until he hits three K as well. So, uh, if, if he keeps that up, man, we could see both of those at within like a month of each other at there at the end of the season. So fun stuff, fun stuff. And, uh, even though we didn't get it, and it was disheartening because we were there and everything, and it would have been awesome. Uh, still, still Miggy, and still, you know, he, he's the reason that the crowds have been so big, and, and Bark at the Park tonight, we saw a lot of cute dogs, um, but he's the reason that the, the crowds are so big, and, and just, yeah, I, I really hope that it's not stressing him out too much, that's, that's really my biggest wish. All right, so the offense, really not a ton to talk about, let's get into the pitching. Because there is a ton to talk about with the pitching. First, though, we got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to send 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. So go explore their easy-to-use website and find a solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Also got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Wild Alaskan company we all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein but the seafood counter can be intimidating which fish tastes best what type of cut is best can you really be sure about the quality wild alaskan company takes all the guesswork out of buying wild caught seafood you're going to have a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat but make sure but it matters where your food comes from and make sure that it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat, but you never make it at home for yourself? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, white fish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. So get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. Right now you get 15 bucks off your first premium seafood order when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. 
wadalaskincompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wadalaskincompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use that URL to let them know that we sent you. All right, let's get into the pitching of this game at segment two here at Locked On Tigers. Um, pitching, a, a lot more to discuss, a lot more exciting. Tarek Skubal pitched his ass off today. One of the best performances of his career, Truly. Six and two-thirds, six hits, two earned runs, zero walks, seven strikeouts. That's 97 pitches. Um, the uh, the runs came via a two-run homer in the first inning. And then after that was, was fantastic, to be honest. Absolutely fantastic. He got pulled with runners on base. Jose Cisnero came in. Did uh, got the one out, got the got the uh, the the one man he he was going out there to face out, so Scooble doesn't inherit any more runs. And then the next inning, Jose Cinero would give up about a 973 foot home run to Shohei Otani, who is one of the most unbelievable people I have ever seen in my life. And we will talk about that in segment three for sure. Uh, and then Erasmus Ramirez pitches a, a perfect inning there. In, in the ninth with two strikeouts, too. His ERA is down to 488. I, I, he's really like someone I don't mind being on in this bullpen. Not that I want him in high leverage over any of the, the, the four-headed monster that we have kind of at the top, but I really don't mind seeing him in games. Uh, his stuff has crazy good movement, especially the two-seamer, like really impressive movement. And, uh, and yeah, ERA down to sub five now. Sure, man. I, I really don't mind seeing him in, in close games that we're losing. There are many more people I would uh, I would be a lot more upset seeing uh, than him running out of the bullpen. So, Jose Cisnero, uh, like I said, was, was good, but gave up the one. And that was the only hit he gave up was that absolute nuke job to, uh, to Shohei. So, Scooble. Um, Gone back, been able to watch some of the, the at-bats more in, intently because I was in left field during the actual game itself, but um, was able to, to kind of watch some tape after I got back home here. Uh, the this, this stuff was fantastic. The command was was very impressive. And that's the thing, man. Like, like we talk about we talk about the scuba inning, right? I'm going to get that trademarked, the scuba inning. When you have a great start and then one inning is is bad, and then you're like, oh, that's the scuba inning. If it wasn't for the two-run homer to start off the game almost, right, the, the two-run homer before people were, were even in their seats yet and Comerica, um, this would be easily the best start of his career, I would say. I mean, he, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Um so the stuff was really good. The pitch mix was also very impressive. Sometimes he gets a little too just like, oh, I'm just going to keep throwing the fastball because I have a good fastball. And, like, I, I don't really – I don't. It, this is going to sound very lazy and not true at all. But, like, I don't really feel like throwing anything else, right? Like, that's obviously not true and, and not the mindset of him. I don't want to insult him like that, but – that's just, sometimes he just gets in these grooves where he just, he's just going to go up there and throw six fastballs in a row. And you're like, all right, dude, maybe like not. Maybe don't do that, you know? Uh, so I, I was really impressed with it tonight, especially, again, uh, from what, I, what I've what i seen going back and looking at the replay after the first inning especially. 
the, the pitch mix is really good. Mix up the changeup incredibly well. The breaking ball looked fantastic today. Looked absolutely fantastic. Maybe the best I've ever seen it. Uh, as far as like the combination of its movement and its location. But just anything that was a breaking pitch tonight from Scooble looked absolutely great. One of the best starts of his career. I'm, I'm confident in saying that, man. It was an out away from going seven. Uh, gave up only two runs, and it was a it was a homer to almost start off the game, and and really locked in after that. And and uh, yeah, I mean, any any time you're you're going a hundred pitches in seven innings, that's that's a, probably a pretty decent day at the office. No walks as well. The seven strikeouts. He, he's a strikeout guy. You know he's gonna get his. He's gonna eat. The no walks is so so just. Aesthetically pleasing. We didn't walk a single angel all game. Not a single pitcher had a had a walk in a Tigers uniform tonight, which usually is a recipe for success. And I mean, we only gave up three runs. You know, it's just the offense got uh, got absolutely shut down by uh, just a, a unbelievable human being on the bump for for the Los Angeles Angels. So really impressive stuff from Scooble, for real. Really, really impressive stuff. Very pleased. He's going to get the loss. This is a reason why pitching losses are stupid. Pitching wins and losses are dumb and and should never be used to evaluate a pitcher ever because he's going to get the loss tonight. He got the quality start, though. And that's a a slightly better stat that you should use if you're still using pitching wins. If you're using pitching wins, don't. Quality starts is is better. Um, So, yeah, really impressive stuff from Scooble. Cisnero, again, fine. Just Shohei Otani's unreal. And then Erasmus Ramirez. I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take some 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 uh, Ramirez action. It, not not bad. Like I said, uh, quite a few names I would... Uh, I, I have him... What am I even trying to say? He, there are quite a few people below him, if I'm ranking everybody I want to see uh, in our bullpen. Run out of... Jot out. Jog out of the bullpen. There are, there are people... Definitely a lot of people in the pen I would uh, I would I, I have below him if I was ranking everybody. So decent day by all the pitching. Decent day. Really just uh, you, you can't win if you can't score. And the offense was absolutely shut down like I've said a million times now. So I'm going to stop saying it. All right. Let's get into our final segment here. We're going to talk roster moves and Otani. But first, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. So you get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. September baseball is electric, baby. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our final segment of Locked on Tigers. Let's talk about Shohei Otani, man. Um, The dude's unreal. He's unreal. And I know as a listener, you're probably like, oh my gosh, I have to hear about this dude. 
from every single news source in the world over and over and over again, and I'm tired of it. Well, I'm sorry, but he deserves it. <laughs> so uh, I'm really not sorry. It, it's hard for I'd imagine if you're listening to this, you're you're probably a, a into the Tigers and into baseball enough where where this doesn't have to be explained to to you specifically, but. It's hard for people that don't follow baseball to, to fully grasp and understand truly how ridiculous what he is doing is. And I don't want it to ever be normalized. I think that's my biggest thing, and that's why I talk about him so much and, and why I, I honestly shove it down people's throats because it's, I don't want anyone to ever normalize or, or talk about it like it's normalized, what he's doing. He just went out, and on the same night that he pitched eight innings, seven Ks, one run, also hit his 40th home run of the season. He hit leadoff in a game in which he pitched eight innings and only gave up one run. There is no comparison in other sports. There isn't. There is zero comparison to what he's doing in basketball. Zero. The only, uh, I mean, football, maybe like, I I mean, like a quarterback would never be a two-way. But like, I don't know, if you had like a wide receiver that also played lockdown safety, like, is that maybe a thing? Like you, like... You lead the league in picks, but receive for a thousand yards. That's an interesting discussion. I would love to hear you, the listener. I would love to hear your feedback on what you think the football equivalent of Shohei Otani would be. And don't like quarterback is honestly off the table. Like that would never happen. You you would never come across a coach that would let a quarterback play two ways. So it's not. It's going to be like a like. A running back, like you rush for a, a thousand and and I don't know, like lead the league in tackles as like an outside linebacker, or like I, I mean maybe it has to be like a corner or safety thing. Maybe it has to be like a receiving yards and and interceptions thing. That would be like it, but like that's not something that's. I mean, people haven't even played two way at the professional level since we were wearing leather helmets. Um. That, that's no one's even come remotely I mean like even at the college level like when Jabril was kind of doing both people were like oh my goodness and even that he was like playing slot like twice a game it wasn't like a you know crazy oh my gosh he's actually like one of our main wide receivers that like we've seen we've seen nothing and in hockey I don't think there is a comparison either. the only thing in hockey that that I that might be a okay comparison would be like if you were a lockdown defender and like led the league in goals scored because like goalie that's like in the same breath as quarterback that's just not happening like that's impossible you're you're not going to be a goalie and go like that's that's not something that is ever going to be done so like I, I would have to be like a defender 
that's truly a lockdown, like like in the running for for like defensive player of the year, like a lockdown lockdown defender that also like leads the league in goal scoring. But even then, like I feel like that's not do that. Then that's the flip side. Then I feel like you're not doing Otani justice as to what he's doing. There, there's no comparison, man. There's no comparison. And I I I will never get tired of talking about him. And, and spewing Otani praise because it, I, I don't, again, I don't want it to ever be normalized. I really don't. I, I don't want anyone to ever, like, I don't want three years from now him to have like a 2-5 ERA and 50 homers and everybody would be like, oh yeah, like that's something that happens. Like, no, <laughs> it isn't. The only other person in the history of the world we have to compare to him is Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth played like when if you threw a curveball, you'd be arrested for witchcraft and people topped out at like 82 miles an hour. Like it's not it's not the same. Otani is doing this high high end elite hitter high-end, borderline elite pitcher and is doing it against the best competition there's ever been in the history of baseball. It's unreal. And I just, again, I just don't want it to get normalized. So I'll never stop talking about it. It was awesome to see him in person. As much as it was kind of like a nail in the coffin thing, it was awesome to see him hit a ball, like I said, 800 feet. Um, Yeah, man. I, I, that dude is incredible and is so good for baseball. So good for the sport. So many people just came to see him at the game. <laughs> I, it, it was unreal. So there's my, there's my Otani praise for, uh, for the series. I promise I'll, I'll try to not, not be as annoying as some of the national media people about him. Uh, for the for for tomorrow's show and and for the remainder of the the series and season, but just I, I'm not sure I've gone on a full Otani spiel yet, and he's just unbelievable to me, and he should be unbelievable to you, and he's unbelievable to everyone. Dude amazes me. Um. Okay. Only other thing to talk about is some roster moves. Uh. So catcher, um, Dustin Garneau was signed by the Detroit Tigers to a minor league deal at the uh, during the offseason, during last offseason. And within like a month of being in AAA, was like, hey, I kind of thought I was going to be in the majors by now. Uh, like, release me. And they're like, all right, bet. And they did. And he went to, I think, Colorado's organization or something. I don't know. Um, left. And we were like, okay, we like we don't really need you. Like the Eric Haas resurgence. Um and like Jake Rogers, and we still had Wilson Ramos and Grayson Griner, and we we had enough catching depth. We were like, all right, we can lose you and fine. Wilson Ramos gets DFA'd, um, and then like everyone else gets hurt, so now we kind of need him back. So he's back, uh, and it sounds like he's going to be on the major league roster. So it'll be interesting to see, um, kind of what's happening there. They uh, they moved Jake Rogers to the sixty day. So uh, it's sounding more and more like they might just shut Jake down for the year, which kind of sucks because he was having a pretty nice season. Um, yeah, so we, we might be without Jake Rogers, but yeah, Garneau 
uh, will be back and sounds like he's going to be a major leaguer. I would be very much okay if um, Grayson Griner, you know, left for like ever. That'd be fine. Um, and I think that's why they did it because they're like, yeah, we're <laughs> Eric Haas is is still you know back tightness or whatever, and is still going through his thing and. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he's a great guy, but Grayson Griner's not the person that you want starting behind the dish every single day. He's just not. He's not good enough to be that. So we have that. And then uh, in the outfield, we have a ton of people all coming off the IL all at once in the outfield. So there hasn't been like an official announcement made or anything, Um, but Badu, his seven days done. Um... Derek Hill, I know, is closing in on being done as well. He should be done by the end of the weekend series, at least. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of if he's like immediately reinstated or not and then who's kind of sent down. I would imagine Victor Reyes is the expendable one, uh, but we'll see. And then Daz Cameron, who we haven't seen in a, in a minute now, also coming off the IL uh, and done with rehab and, and is supposed to be traveling with the team to Toronto this weekend at a minimum. So we got three outfielders all coming off the IL and all are supposedly healthy again all at the same time. So it'll be super interesting to see just uh, you know how they're integrated, who will be sent down at the expense of those guys. Are all of them going to come up at once? We got a lot that uh, that will be in store for us there. So, yeah, that'll be fun to 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 what keep an eye on for. It'll be fun to finally start getting healthy again. Oh, Matt Boyd also pitched scoreless innings, three scoreless innings in a rehab start in Toledo today, yesterday. Uh, yeah, so we might actually be starting to get healthier down the season, which is really nice because I'm really tired of this. Scraping the barrel for, for players thing. Really, really tired of it. So, yeah. Ending on a high note. People are getting healthy again. Thumbs up. You can't see me, but I'm, I'm physically giving a thumbs up. All right, before I send you on your way, you got to talk about Locked On Bets. Betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blood specials, wrong team favorite picks, and... Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, that'll do it here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with a fun, I'm sorry, no, uh, no throwback Thursday again. Again, but I, I really, I had to get the Otani thing out there, man. I, I had to have a segment dedicated to Otani. So I'm so sorry. I know I, I had people messaged me last, last week and, Say that they were. They always look forward to it, and that they were disappointed. I, I'm. I don't mean to disappoint. Obviously, not why. Uh, not why, I want to be your host. But um, I, we will. I, I love the segment too. So we will. It, it will return. It, it, it. We we will be back with uh, with Throwback Thursday. But I uh, just didn't have time this week. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I will catch y'all on tomorrow's show, last show of the week. Do a nice little uh, roundup, and then a prospect review for the, the the 
three three boys that got called up to Toledo. We'll recap their first week and all that. So we got we'll have a big Friday prospect roundup for you. All right, catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby, peace.